Aloha. I'm telling you right now, I'm one to the right. The Garfield-themed Toronto pizza place called Garfield Eats has closed. Welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us. Episode number 347 of the show. We've been doing this for a minute. We're a lot better at it than we used to be. Trust me. Don't go back to episode one. Don't go back to episode 100. Although I think episode 100 is the 90210 episode. So I would definitely go back and listen to that. So we were actually pretty good at it back then, too. Uh, if you are not a member already, join our Red Circle page. If you're not a member, you didn't get to hear our discussion of the November 1976 epic tug-of-war, tug-o-war episode of Battle of the Network Stars. Somebody pointed out to me, my lady friend pointed out to me, that that's the original challenge. That the the real-world road rules challenge, which is... The nation's third largest sport? I don't know. Don't quote me. Is really based on Battle of the Network Stars. That that was back before Instagram and Twitter were the only way you could see these people out of their character was on a show like this. So it was really fun to talk about, and we're probably going to do more of those because they're all... I've talked to the end of my breath. You're supposed to know breath technique when you're talking to a microphone. Uh, we're going to do more of those because they're all on YouTube. They're really fun to talk about. And the nostalgia is just hilarious. And it's also fun to see which stars are actually five feet three inches tall, like Robert Conrad, and smoking heaters unabashedly. Like these days, people, you go to Vegas and people aren't even, you can't even smoke. There's like some casinos you can't smoke in. It's just like the smoke isn't like it used to be. You got to go to Europe or Asia to see people smoke or watch the battle of the network stars. So go to our website, theballerlifestyle.com and click the link at the top of the page, subscribe to the red circle page there to get all our bonus content. I'm finishing up. I, I already recorded it. I finished up the last episode of love fraud with our friend, Molly McAleer. That'll probably go up at the end of the week or beginning of next week. Um, a lot of stuff going on on our red circle page. Get the full experience is all I'm saying. Uh, joining me now, as always, it's Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up, dude? Uh, Europeans love their heaters. They do. They <laughs> I, remember, I remember um, my boys were probably like three and five, something like that. And uh, we went to some outdoor cafe in, in Belgium, and people were just smoking like crazy. And Michelle is going ballistic. And I was like, this is, this is their turf. You this yeah. is what they do. Yeah. You you can't be like trying to shame people for blowing smoke, and <laughs> they were they were uh, not too friendly about it. Yeah, it is kind of weird to encounter like blowing smoke yeah. at my three year old who's yeah. trying to have like pasta and butter. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, but, it is but weird. I understood. This is Europe. Yeah, they just do this that there. Um, um. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? And I didn't. 
I don't think I knew about this challenge show. What do you, you mean? Said, it's, been, it's been on for 15 years, at least. Yeah, but you said, what is it, Road Rules? Oh, come on. The challenge, I, Real World Road Rules Challenge. I, don't, that's, I, I mean, I know it's – I watched the first two and a half – I watched Real World Yeah. until that guy Puck was on. That was season three. Yeah, and I stopped midway oh through, and I have not watched reality Real TV. Real World since. San Francisco. Yeah. He's yeah. like – Hey, let me get in. Let me get in your face and put my fingers in your food. Yeah. Look at this guy with AIDS. I was like, I'm, I'm out because yeah. I I remember enjoying the first couple seasons of of Real World, yeah. but then it became performance art. Like that guy Puck was was playing a character. Yeah, he knew he was on TV, and that's when I was out. And yeah. that and every time I tune into one of Michelle's shows for a few minutes, that's what like half the people are doing. Oh yeah, like The Bachelor. It's a good season yeah. on The Bachelor. Um, Jay, um, Jay Stu asked out of this week's. Normally, I record on the same night we record this show. Then I finish this show. While I edit this show, I watch The Bachelor. And then after The Bachelor ends, Jay Stu and I record The Bachelor Lifestyle. Last night, he texted me. He's like, hey, can I? He's on vacation in the town where I live, Laguna Beach, California. And I don't share that information, by the way. There's certain people that want to know where I live that we can't, we're don't, we want to keep that a secret. Um, he's, so he's like, Hey, do you, do you want me to come over? Can we do it like at your house tomorrow night? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what are you, are you here? And and I knew he was here because I saw on his Instagram stories and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Okay. I'm like, well, if you're on vacation, like we can skip a week. It's not that big a deal. And he's like, good point. Let's do that. Not like, Hey, I'm literally like where he's staying Ed. I, yeah. I, it's very hilly here. It's literally down a hill, probably like a four to seven minute walk from where I am sitting right <laughs> now to where Jay Stu's sitting. And he didn't, he's, has not contacted me to like, I drive through Venice beach and I, I know I'm near Jason Stewart's house and I'm like, Hey, let's get a beer. And we get a beer. I mean, back when you could do that, you can't do that anymore. Beers are canceled, but back when they, but he could come to my house and sit on my balcony and we could have a beer. We could have an outdoor beer, but he just, the only thing he contacted me was to do a show. And I, I could tell he didn't really want to. So I let him out of it. You know what? That is a weird thing when people, um, really just try to give off indications that they want out of something yeah. rather than just say it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, he's doing it for free. So it's not like he's under no obligation and it's fun to do, but you know, we can do an every other week, the bachelor lifestyle. It's not a big deal. Um, I recognize this is a comedy show. And, oh no. Oh, and no I'm God. serious. I recognize it's a comedy show, oh. and 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 that's what I want it to be. But I am genuinely curious, and I I don't like Bill Maher as a comedian. I know, he's but horrible. I'll watch his show. Yeah, um, went because there's some interesting discussions sometimes. Yeah, depends on the guest. But and then of course he'll always interrupt it with his super unfunny new rules segment. Really bad. Once in a while, I've, I yeah. don't I haven't watched that show all the way through. Once in a while, in his, either in the monologue or in the you know one of the package segments that he does, pre-written yeah. things, 
there'll be one like really good joke in there and he won't, he won't sell it and the audience won't laugh and I'll go that's the that's the good joke he's done that's the one good one he's done and no one will ever get it but the the thing that annoys me maybe most about him is when he tells a joke and it bombs and he's like oh you're just too uptight yeah too he, woke he loves to you're too woke. Yep. You're, you're not laughing. Oh, uh, did I offend you? And it's like, yeah, but you're just not that funny sometimes. Um, yeah, I agree. But anyway, I do like hearing people have an interesting discussion, and I would like to have a discussion with you. And and, and I don't – And I'm not. <laughs> it's not that we're on opposite sides on this one. But – and like I understand there's a lot of problems in America where you see racism and it's not something that – we partake in, but I understand where it's coming from. There's a fear of, of other people, a way to separate you from somebody else. Like I, I get what racists are trying to do for one reason or another, but I am completely baffled on what's going on with this coronavirus. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't get it because I understand in the beginning, Trump was just hoping it would go away yeah. because he had, because the economy three years into his um, his his uh, presidency was going well. I mean, you know, the deficit wasn't going well. But right. We but, don't talk but, about that anymore. Yeah. You know, but we'll only talk about that when a Democrat's in office. But right. anyway, but, you know, for the country as a whole, like unemployment was down, like it, just those things. And I I mean, it was you know, he's very obvious on what he's trying to do. So he was thinking. Okay, any of this talk of shutting down businesses or this or that will will fuck with the economy, and yeah. this could fuck. And then, like, he really thought this was like a global plot to end his presidency. Like, he even though well, other if, countries if, were going through it, yeah, he was like, "Oh, you'll never hear about it on November 4th. Like, what? What? He only sees things. It's, he's a narcissist. He only sees things through a lens uh, of how things affect him. He doesn't care about anybody else but himself. And that's a hard position for people to put themselves in. And so it's it's nearly impossible to rationalize Donald Trump's decision making because he doesn't give a fuck about you or anyone right. else except himself. Right. And I get there are supporters that, you know, he makes them feel proud to be, you know, racist he, he they want they're they're a billionaire and they like their tax cut you know mm -hmm. there are different reasons why people have have latched on but it is pretty much a slam dunk that he has failed miserably with the the coronavirus yeah yeah and you know when the the tape came out of bob woodward talking to him and he's like well i'm trying to downplay it like i i know it's bad i'm i'm downplaying it on purpose and so it was kind of obvious he was trying to do that, but like everybody knew. And then you also see that these death totals are just spiraling out of control. Yeah. And there's no, there's no, you know, the curve is just getting worse. You know, there's no flattening of the curve and people will say, well, Europe's bad. And it's like, yeah, but Europe is actually still doing a way better job flattening their curves. And, yeah. and, and it's just odd to me because we now have a shitload of evidence and the presidency, you know, if, if you were on team Trump, well, that, that's over anyway. And, you know, the Republicans are almost definitely going to keep the Senate and everything. Like, there's no politics here. Now you're just seeing numbers go out of control. And it's like people are still fighting masks. It's crazy. It's, yeah. It's it's not a big ask. And it's I'm, not. I'm just, it's not. 
And the whole reason why we do we've done lots of movies and stuff, it's all because this is the news. And I'm just yeah. scrolling through stories that are were like pertinent, but I didn't do it. And I saw it. Jim Jordan tweeted yesterday, don't cancel Thanksgiving, don't cancel Christmas, cancel lockdowns. It's like oh, that's a guy. Who, that's a, a guy who enabled um, s- yeah. sexual assault. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. hates lockdowns almost as much as he hates reporting sexual assaults. Right. Um, in Missouri, I, I just I, I have a few stories that were not just Missouri parents organized through code on Facebook, then tried to cover up for a super spreader dance. They had like oh, I heard dance. about that. Yeah, um, there was a fifty-five person main wedding that half the guests. Uh, tested positive, and then it led to 177 cases and seven deaths of people that weren't even at the wedding, but they can trace it to this wedding. Yeah. Uh, North Dakota, several sheriffs have already announced they will not enforce the governor's mask mandate. And there's Um, almost no one in North Dakota, and I heard South Dakota, their fucking, their hospitals are full, and there's no people there. And a South Dakota nurse, uh, I was reading an interview with her, she said, uh, she's had several COVID patients die while still claiming it's fake, and they must be dying of something else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I read this morning more than 200 people were caught in an illegal New York City fight club on Saturday night. Oh, that's kind of badass. That's too many, though. Can't you, can't you do smaller fight clubs? Right. Mm-hmm. Socially distant fighting? Yeah, do like, do like six groups of six like, and then yeah. quarantine. If you're a room of 200 people, like, my God, yeah. there's definitely Rona in there. Yeah. And then Sweden, who people like to point to, well, they're just going to go with the herd immunity. They gave up on that. They're like, you know what? This is not working for us. And we are getting fucked up badly compared to the rest of Europe. Yeah. Um. So they gave up on that. Um. But, I, I you know, it's just not a big ask. And I'm, I'm genuinely curious. And my, my DMs are open. You can you can send me yeah. a. Angry response, but I, I'm genuinely curious because I, ca- I can't figure it out. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, it didn't help. Well, the, it's the tribalism aspect but, of our but, culture. But the election's over. No, I agree. But it's like the you're. People are still fighting. It's like, what? But th- this it's a thing they have to be tribal about. You know, it's. Uh, and it affects every. I mean, yeah. you know, if you look at the map, it's affecting the, the red states a little bit worse. Yeah. I saw that I saw one stat where um, the population of Australia is about the same as the population of Texas. And in Australia, they've had 900 cases. And in Texas, they've had or, or deaths. And in Texas, they've had 20,000. It's insane. I mean, yeah. we're up to like 250,000 deaths. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that there was like a million new cases in America last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you put and then, you know, you can give up on the the this is like the flu argument. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on since March and we've had 250,000. And people are, you know, you hear people say things like, well, okay, so what if ISIS executed a thousand people a day? Yeah. And if you put a piece of cloth over your mouth, that would stop some of it. Like we would all be doing this. It's just a weird it's yeah. a weird thing that there's there's real facts out there and there are comparisons to other countries. And I, I don't I don't get it. I get yeah. I get a lot of the tribalism with politics. And, you know, I'm not looking for a debate on whether or not you like tax cuts, but this shouldn't be a political thing. I get 
a narcissist was trying to, you know, he, and if he had just played it right, he would have won re-election. Oh, but, totally, almost did. But you know, I get, you know, he he had some thing that he was trying to do, yeah. w- whatever with whatever bad logic. But yeah. when you see people dying everywhere and and all these numbers, why would you still be fighting? And a mask is like just not that big of a deal. No. And, you know, and I live in a place where people do not care. Uh, I drove past a cheesecake factory today. Okay. On, on my way to, to a grocery store. And the cheesecake factory was fucking packed. It was, and it's, and we're not talking about fucking Mastro's. We're not talking about like some, some sh- amazing chef. Set up yeah, a pop up. Yes, yeah. it's a cheesecake factory. So I don't know. You know, it's. I feel like the ship has sailed, and we're just people are going to die, and eventually there'll be a vaccine, yeah. or you know, yeah, it'll, it'll run its, its just, course. It's just it's fucking weird. Yeah. I, it's I, just I, weird I'm, that it's a it's a political thing. I'm baffled by it. Like, I, I mean, the the election's over, and still people are still fighting. Yeah, still yeah. fighting. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's a but, tribal thing. In a late-breaking bit of good news, I just read reports show Harvey Weinstein very ill, COVID-like. Oh, see, that's good. Yeah, so it's not all bad, right? It's looks like it's, Harvey's putting on eighteen. It's right kind now. of exciting when bad people die of things. Oh, it's sure, sure. it's kind of fun, you know. It's like, and look at him; like he's he's the the patient zero, not patient zero, but he's the ideal well, patient, ca- candidate patient zero. Uh, he had a quick stay at uh, Walter Reed, but right, right, but yeah, <laughs> right. But overall, like, yeah. yeah, that would be that would be some good news finally. And yes. you know, quite frankly, after the year we've had, Harvey Weinstein dying, right? Hey. Pretty good yeah, thing for Earth. yes, he's did some horrible things. He's a bad person. Um, okay, no vo- no uh, voicemail this week. If you guys want to call, could use some new blood there. You know, I was, had a buddy of mine. I was talking to a buddy of mine. This yeah. week, and he listens to the show, and he was telling me just a funny story. And I won't, in case he does leave the story on the voicemail, I was laughing my ass off at the story he was telling me on the phone. And I was like, You should call the voicemail on my podcast and leave the story because it's fucking hilarious. People, and the way you're telling it is so funny. And he's like, Oh, I couldn't do that. And I'm like, You're doing it right now. You can talk. You're t- talking to me. You just told me I'm laughing. So uh, there's a lot of you out there that have things that you would like to share. Um, please do so. 949-464-8257. Call us up. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know your thoughts on things. A couple quick emails. Ballers. Uh, Rip Alex Trebek. What an exemplary individual. I'm going to miss him so much. Do you all think they will call up Ken Jennings to host? I th- I, I I don't want to be like it's the it's too soon guy, but I think that's all, the most logical person to host the show is Ken Jennings, right? He's, yeah, he's known uh, to the audience. He has the kind of knowledge that you that you need. He's he's a he's a well known person publicly. He has a yeah, social I mean, I media saw, presence. I saw a story, and I might even put it in here, but we'll just take it out now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I saw the oddsmakers have him as a heavy favorite, yeah. and I saw there was a push for Levar Burton. No, no like, people. People like no, no, you know, are happy enough with him. Like he seems like a pleasant guy, but like it's it has you have to be 
you you have to. LeVar Burton hasn't been hosting stuff, or you know, it, Ken Jennings is all about Jeopardy. And LeVar Burton is self serious. Remember those very. Remember he got he got memed one time because he's like, look at this beautiful picture of my fireplace, and he had like eleven Emmys. <laughs> On, or he had a couple Emmys. On, like it's clearly That's a hum, it was clearly it was one of uh, it's a famous humble brag. Um, he's um, too self serious. You know, yeah. people were saying, "Oh, maybe Joe Rogan." Well, first of all, Joe Rogan is not going to do anything but just pontificate and make shitloads of money doing yeah, he's, it. He's so rich; he's doesn't leave his home, and he stays right. that rich. I don't know why he would want to work. And then you know. Would Donald Trump do it? Well, for many reasons, but he couldn't. The speed of it. No. no. Jeopardy's a fast-paced game. He's on speed, but I don't think he's on enough speed. He's he's low T these days. He's very low energy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's taking a break. Yeah, I think Ken Jennings is the obvious, at least um, interim host. Right. You know, because they got it. I mean, it's this this show's a cash cow. Yeah. The problem is, Trebek had a coolness... Yeah. That he could break balls, Ken Jennings does not have. That. No, he's a big nerd. But any anybody he's that a likable nerd. Yes, but I'm just saying there that that is going to be a presence that's missed. Yes, any anybody that um, anybody that takes over is going to have to bring their own thing to it. Right. You know, it's can't no one can imitate what he did. I'm glad we got a new Johnny update. I'm I'm going to use I'm so going to use eight fortnights ago. I agree. I found that very funny. Have a great week. Hashtag Friday facts. Hashtag current episode. Hashtag penis connoisseur sounds hot. Hashtag Manuel sucks. CB in South Carolina. Thanks, CB. Uh, Brian and air quotes Ed. With the Masters this week, there are some important questions. One, is Bryson DeChambeau going to make everyone rethink the technical aspects of the game? Yes. And two, do you think Tiger needs it more or a lot more now that he's divorced? I think he would need it less. That's thanks, Pete in Pocatello. Thank you, Pete. P.S. Lewis Hamilton fancies a high-heeled boot. Yes, we've... Can I, can I be honest? Yeah. No idea who Bryson DeChambeau is. I know, yes. And I only knew the Masters was on when people were talking about what's his name's wife. I didn't even know it was this weekend. I knew, yeah, yeah, I I knew they were postponing it until the fall, but I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I watched. I watched football this weekend. I didn't even know about the Masters. Yeah, it was on. It happened. It was kind of a boring Masters. Uh, Brian and Ed, just oh, speaking of that. Travis Rogers and I did a special The Baller Lifestyle bonus episode of The Baller Lifestyle podcast, Masters Recap. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it now. It's on your feed. Uh, Brian and Ed, just finished listening to the show from a couple weeks ago when you asked Ed if he knew who Lewis Hamilton was. I had no idea Lewis Hamilton would be such a topic on the show. Was, side note to that person who doesn't believe there is an Ed in 2020, not only is there really an Ed in 2020, as someone who's seen him, he looks like an Ed, (laughs) so please believe he really exists. Now, back to Lewis Hamilton. You know, I was thinking, somebody, um, I was talking the other day about Eddie Vedder. And I, oh, and it, and I listened to a great interview with him on Stern. It was, it was a good interview. Yeah, um, but it was it. It was one of those things where I was like, "Oh wait, Eddie Vedder is also an Ed, right?" There's there's another Ed, 
you know, he's, not much older got, than us. He's he's got to have me by ten years, right? You think so? I think yeah, maybe maybe he's in his early fifties. I would say he's probably yeah. like fifty-two. Yeah. Let's look it up. Let's check right now. Eddie Better. That's true. I mean, they were they were young. You got when, you got him by like seven inches. I would say it's very little. I'm a I'm a Pearl Jam fan. I oh, like uh, you know what? I don't. He's so douchey, but I saw him play with the Strokes live last year. Oh, and and he's a great performer. Oh, I, my I, God. He's amazing. I've been to a few Pearl Jam shows, and uh, they're, they're good live band. Oh, use. Wow. You're right about that. Eddie Vedder, December 23rd, 1964. He's got 12 years on you, Ed. There you go. He's old as fuck. I had no idea. Um, now back to Lewis Hamilton. When you asked Ed if he knew who he was, the only acceptable answer from any American male is one, didn't he used to play for the Detroit Pistons? <laughs> and two, the more acceptable response, Ruth who, Hamilton. who the fuck is Lewis Hamilton? A little disappointed that Ed didn't respond with either. Finally, I, told you, I knew him from the, the Letterman. If, if yes. I didn't watch that Letterman interview, yes. I, I, I still have no idea about yeah. Formula One. Oh, racers. dude, you should really watch that. The um, that the reality show on Netflix is so good. Uh, the more acceptable response. Who the? Oh yeah, a little disappointed that Ed didn't respond with that either. Finally, Brian, since you are such a huge fan of adult twins, I have a question for you. I've made it very clear on the show that I'm not. It's not that I want adult twins to have to Sophie's Choice each other and have one eliminated. I'm just saying, if you're an adult twin. You're not allowed to be out in public with your twin. You just, it's too freaky for the rest of us. It's, I, I get it. Like you guys are adult twins. It's cool. Stand 70 feet apart. Like you can't have, you can't like sit I'm down at a bar a next to each other. Kids. What's, oh yeah, twin kids are cute. No, they oh. cannot wear the same outfit. Oh, it's, it's got to be hard being a twin parent. I get it. Yeah. The first couple of years. Yeah. But it's weird when people, like I've I've grown up with some twins over the, when when they're like ten years old and they're wearing the same outfit. It's fucking that's too weird. old. That's too old. I agree with that. Like six should be the cutoff. Um, a d- question for you. I heard of a story that identical twin sisters married identical twin brothers. Disgusting. And well, that's that's all the same DNA, right? right? And we're pregnant at the same time. Now we know that their kids would be cousins. But since the DNA of their parents is identical, would those kids all be technically siblings as well? Feel free to discuss. That's from Angelo and Katie, who had you. Oh, he's delightful. Did you watch that Terrence Crawford fight this weekend? Yes. Wow. Wow. It was, it reminded me of, well, the guy he fought was British, Kel Brook. And he was doing a thing where he came in and he was boxing a little bit, you know, like he was he was using the jab and it was working. He was he was like keeping Terrence Crawford away. But I never watched, you know, it's because it's boxing. I had never seen Terrence Crawford fight, even though I know he's pound for pound the best in the world. And I he started out out in an unorthodox stance because he's a southpaw and he came out in a right-handed stance to like confuse the dude and the dude's jab was working. I maybe, I may have his stances switch. And then 
he switched stances and it, all of a sudden the guy could not land a jab and it was it was a boxing yeah, clobbered him. clinic it was it was, was like it the third round Four? i think it was the third round it was there and arguably or not arguably the um kel brook definitely won the first round and probably won the second round too and then in the third round I, I don't know i got yeah. i i got the feeling this was this was a confidence of like feeling out, he he. It seemed like he was just ready to clobber him, and then he clobbered him. Yeah, exactly. He just wanted to size him up, and that's what he said afterward. He's like, "Oh no, I was just like looking at what he does, like just trying to get my timing right and figure out my rhythm." Like it was, it, and I saw Bob Arum was mouthing off about Crawford. He's so old, Bob Arum. Well, the, did you watch the? Did you watch the fight before? No, uh, the, the problem was I I I forgot which yeah my my son had like a late game and then I was all thrown off and uh, I was just happy I got to see the fight. So in typical boxing fashion, the fight before some kid from Melbourne came over and got a title shot and it was a rematch against the champion and he was beating him up. He was la- he was landing unobstructed left hand to the champion's right eye on demand like just not a problem he was really handling him but the the guy and the guy's eye closed up and the referee said it was from an accidental butt except mm. there was no butt and they re, they reran the tape and I guess because there's replay in boxing now and there were referees sitting at ringside watching the tape and we were watching it on TV and there was never a headbutt to the eye. But it was it's one of those things. The referee so it goes n- no contest. 30 minutes, Ed, 30 minutes. It's longer than it takes to review a play at second base. It's longer than they stop a fucking NFL football game for a pass interference. It was took so long, Ed. And then they didn't overrule the call. They called it a fucking draw. And the and the kid who won, obviously won, was like near tears. He's like, I trained for this. I trained a year for this. I fucking, I left my family so I could train and quarantine. My family's in Australia. I couldn't go back and see him. This is, he's like, he's not the champion. I, he's like, he's like yelling at his corner. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. They know it's bullshit. It was just such such typical boxing because what's right. it do? It sets up a rematch. Now we're all going to be looking forward to that next fight. And that's how you always know it's going to go in boxing. Whatever sets up the better rematch is the thing that's going to happen. Justice is not going to be served in the ring. And it fucking certainly wasn't there. And Bob Arum was like, you know, he was like lingering around as the promoter. He's you know. be a million years He's old. He's so old. He's so fucking I, old. Crawford's actually older than I thought. He's, he's 33. 33. And that's what they're talking about. He doesn't, because he's so good, no one really wants to fight him and there's no one really to fight. And yeah, he's, only, he's I mean, getting I, old. I was, yeah. I was, uh, I was like all thrown off and I was watching some football and then I saw on Twitter, Yeah, I saw, oh, the fight's about to start. But, and I was thinking, oh, I, I, uh, I got lucky that it was, I didn't know what about the undercards. I was just yeah. randomly stumbled upon it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Brian and Ed. Pretty beat. Everyone's putting my name in quotes now. Yeah, what is oh, that? No, yeah, it's, Ed. It, oh, it's Pete. Who keeps oh, it's doing Pete it. again. Brian, pretty busy weekend in sports. Oh, this Pete guy likes to talk about sports. NFL football, college football, 
Dustin Johnson winning the Masters, and Lewis Hamilton became a seven-time F1 world champion. So the obvious question is, who needs it more? Lewis, who is 5'2 and <laughs> owns a wide array of high-heeled boots, I assume? Or DJ, who needed it so badly, he liked to dip it in other players' wives, allegedly. That is from Pete and Pocatello. Pete, come on. With the, we get it. Lewis Hamilton is that you have to be small to drive those cars. You can't, you can't be a big dude. You got to be a little guy. This guy, Dustin Johnson, he wasn't there a problem yeah. with Yayo or yeah. something? He got suspended. He got suspended for like six months from the tour. Um, for, yeah, that's he, all I really because he was uh, doing yay and he was pumping everybody's wife and look at him. I mean, he's six five. He's gorgeous. He's married to Paulina Gretzky, also gorgeous. Like this guy seems like he's got a pretty good life. Makes a lot I of money. I think I could pick him out of a lineup. You don't know what Dustin Johnson looks like? No. Oh, he's a tall guy. He's got a beard. Uh, okay, Ed, let's do some sports. Brian. They call me the other guy. I host a podcast show. I'll give Hedero Life a try. If you see something on my hand that makes you think I'm not a man, it's just my cool rings, you see. They're as sparkly as can be. Ed, what's popping besides the Masters, which had the sports world riveted this weekend? What else is happening? <laughs> what, what else is happening in the world of sports? Well, the big, the big uh, story in the sports world uh, late it, last week was ESPN just laid off a million people. I mean, whatever it was, yeah, it was like 200, yeah. 300. Yeah. Um, but I thought we should uh, recognize uh, a, a cool move. Dan Lebetard or Lebetard's Lebetard, uh, yeah. producer got, was one of the axes. And so Lebetard just reworked some numbers and he's like, all right, I'll pick it up. You're, you're, you're rehired as my producer. Dan, Maybe even give him a raise. I don't listen to sports radio a lot, but Dan Lebetard does the best show on sports radio and it's not even close. There's not, there's no one that even compares to him. He does the most interesting show. And you know why? Because he's entertaining and he doesn't, he has an opinion, but it's not a contrived opinion. It's a real opinion. He's a really smart guy. And also he's, He's funny. It's it's a funny, interesting show that doesn't take itself too seriously. And I'm I'm shocked that he's hung around ESPN this long because ESPN is so staid and boring, and they're so afraid of anyone having a real opinion that's not a you take one side, I'll take one side, bullshit talking heads, I mean, dumb <laughs> type of show. Yeah, once the Skip Baylesses of the world started right. just becoming part of the programming. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so boring. I, I, uh, I had, Oh, I, I, I was watching the DVR and then there was like some weird, you know, when the emergency broadcast system comes on. Yeah, sure. So it, it was like a test. And then when it finished, it just went to live TV and it was this morning. It was, um, Max Kellerman. And these oh, guys are just yelling. Yeah. They're just yelling yeah, about it's just fake arguments. You're like, what? Who? No. 
You mean to tell me that Taysom Hill is going to have a better career or has had a better career than Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Who's nobody's arguing? No that. one says that. No one says. Uh, but meanwhile, that's how these guys make their bones. Like that's that's what everybody tries to do. And Lebatard does not do that. And he sounds like he seems like a good dude, and it sounds like he's a really good dude. Yeah, so we yeah. should uh, applaud that Salute one. Him. Uh, speaking of not good dudes, Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. He's, uh, re- he's was, real dumb. He uh, he apparently doesn't understand what happened in World War One because he was uh, describing how his father was part of an effort to liberate Paris from socialism and communism. Yeah, yeah, buddy, buddy, I understand. When you got the playbook to run for Alabama senator, yeah, socialism is bad. It's a bad word. You hammer that, hammer that yeah. thing home. Mm-hmm. But not all socialists like don't take away the social security. Yeah. Um, seven hundred and fifty billion dollars every year for the Pentagon is socialism, buddy. Yeah, you're fine but, with certain kinds but it's of socialism. A bad word. It's a bad word. So <clears throat> we're gonna make that not the not the fascist uh, genocide guy. Yeah, it was socialism that his his dad was it, yeah was liberating Paris from. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, but no, I mean it's Alabama. Like they don't care. Fuck. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Instagram model who wrote the book Memoirs of a Whore said she had a brief romance with a Portuguese soccer player who had a micro penis that was like lost worm in Amazon rainforest. <sighs> See, like. That's not cool. not cool. You know, like what like what's he saying about you? Memoirs of a horror chick? You know, even a stake in the home tunnel. Right. Like it's, you know, it's we all want the rumor. This guy this guy something's going he's got something going on for him. He's he's a professional soccer player. Great legs, great feet. Right. He's uh, you know, I heard some. Uh, I heard some a female comedian on a podcast talking about how she bangs some baseball player, and she's yeah. like, she's like, he had he had a tiny dick, and he didn't even know it. And I was thinking to myself, wasn't well, that the point? Like, he's not. He was just happy with who he is. Like, aren't we all supposed to be happy with who we are? Like, is it should it matter? Yeah, he should be ashamed. He should. I mean, yeah. he was getting he was getting some action. The whole point is body positivity. You know what? What if you said that about a woman? You know, what if you're like, oh, she had no boobs and she didn't even know it that we would be celebrating her like that's she looks fine that way. Right. It's just a weird uh, it's a weird double standard. And look, I don't want to over defend the small dick guys, because I'm telling you right now, I'm one to the right. I'll get people on the show to testify. I'm at least one to the right. It's my and I obviously want the rumor about myself, Uh, but also like leave this guy alone. He didn't do anything. You're just trying to sell some fucking books about this poor guy's micropenis. I'm sure, I'm sure he paid for dinner. Oh, it's got to be the worst book. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I like when people confess. I like when people <laughs> spill the. I read that. I remember in high school, I read that. Um, who was the groupie chick? Pamela DeBars. She wrote like a groupie memoir, and I totally read it, and I loved it. And that's that's. Who yeah, was, I mean, I I get some of it, but yeah. she. Uh, I don't know. That's, this looks that's, that's, this looks like low rent. I yeah, mean, I, oh, I agree. I agree. I, I I enjoyed the book written by uh, Bert Bert Ward. Or, yeah, yeah. About uh, he got the clap. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so we had another dumb politician in the sports world. Uh, the, the dumber oh. than Tommy Tuberville? Well, it's Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, he was uh, giving a speech uh, this weekend, and he said our government wasn't set up for one group to have all three branches of government. Wasn't set up that way. Oh, you know, yeah. the House, the Senate, and the executive. Ooh. Buddy. Pretty close. You want the, You want to do that one over? Tommy Tuberville? Yeah, Auburn gonna, football coach? Replay, replay challenge. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, he, he wants that one back, obviously. He's a fucking... Well, it's time, it's time for now sports, now sports segment, segment on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Now sports, now sports, now sports, now sports, sports, I'm talking about the segment now. Now sports, now sports, now Ed, what's going on in the world of things that are not sports? I really and, are, in, and also I was enjoying that Eli Braden styling. It's beautiful. We have to have him back on the show soon. He's such, he's a fantastic guest. Um, what? Uh, so what's going on in, the, in non-sports, non-COVID related? Yeah. Well, I mean, the it's pandemic hard. certainly affected businesses. Yeah. And one business didn't pay its rent, so I am sad to report the Garfield themed Toronto pizza place called Garfield Eats has closed. <sighs> they weren't paying their rent. Was it, did they, wait, hold on. It's a pizza place. Yeah, not a lasagna place. Scarfield love lasagna. Although some pizza places have some pastas or yeah, something like that, yeah, but usually not they tend to be great. terrible. Yeah, it's usually not that great. I'll tell you what, I don't do it often, but I will fuck up a slab of lasagna. It's, oh my goodness! It's the one, best. It's one of those things, and especially if you get like a corner piece where it's like a little burnt and crusty on the corner, oh, and the, yeah. the cheese is kind of like fried to the pan a little bit. I, lasagna is one of those foods that if you put a four pound chunk on my plate, I <laughs> will so not good. stop eating until I die. I will go the full yeah, seven, so good. and I will die from lasagna poisoning. It's that fucking good. I uh, yeah, I remember in uh, in high school, there'd be like an Italian mom that would you know I would I would oh, pull yeah. the uh, stovetop move. Oh yeah, any any Italian moms when I heard lasagna was on the uh, yeah on the menu, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna try to work well, that stovetop uh, move hey, along those lines. As somebody who grew up amongst a lot of Italian people on the East Coast, like you did. How about a ziti? Sure. How about a nice but baked ziti? The <clears throat> thing is, I will occasionally. I mean, we're talking like once a year. Make, I'll make, make it. I'll make it. Yeah. Lasagna is is a tough one. You, I, I've tried to make it. It's a lot of but work. Because the noodles, you're you're sitting there with, you know, ripping it if you're not careful with it, and right. it's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's hard to get it to sort of stand up on its own. A lot of times, it can turn into like a soupy casserole you need that italian mother's intuition you know yeah. there's just little generational talents yeah. there yeah i'm gonna make one i might make one i don't know my kids aren't here when next time my kids are here i'm gonna make a lasagna you know these fucking kids my kids are at that age where they're like you know doing whatever they're doing and so a lot of times i'll come home i, I, I come home the other night i rush home 
I make a fucking big, delicious spread of ground beef, home-style white trash tacos with the fucking with the taco sauce and the Ortega. We do that like almost every two weeks or so. It's a a great one. The Ortega seasoning and the fucking shredded cheese and the lettuce and tomatoes and the, and the shells. I did the whole thing. Neither of my fucking kids were hungry. Oh, no. Come on. We're not hungry, dad. I don't know. Come on. No, I already ate. Maybe later. That's what? what, That's bullshit. what, What kind of fucking world are we living in? That somebody fucking makes the fucking greatest meal for a kid that can be made and they just they just poo poo it. Yeah. Who doesn't like taco night? Fuck those kids. I'm putting them up for adoption. I'm dropping them at the fire thing. station. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put them in a basket. Yes. A little bonnet. Yeah. Uh, you know, those those taco, the hard shells. Yeah. You got to get the wide yeah, you know what? The You're whiteness. right. Yes. The, the, those other ones, they break if they you try break. to put something in them. It's really smart. Get that steam in there and they snap. Well, you can barely put any meat in there. You got to just put the what? tiniest bit of meat because you end up overloading the shell. Go the yeah. wide shell. The wide shell, it yeah. should just be commonplace now. Yeah. <laughs> We're in America. We, we do everything yeah. large. A lot of times I'll make the shells. I'll fry the shells, the tortillas and oil and make the shells myself. But I feel like my kids like the shitty ghetto fucking store-bought yeah, ones I gotta, better. I gotta, be, I gotta be honest. I like those ghetto yeah. store-bought ones. They're good. Ones. They're good. I agree. I like them too. Stuff. Yeah. Um, so you remember in like old movies and stuff you'd hear about carrier pigeons? Yeah, I do. Well, there was a military carrier pigeon and the message uh, was just received. It, uh, it turned up 110 years after it was sent. What? I don't think it was the bird. I guess it was like, I'm attaching this. Some bird just went and fucked around, and eventually the message was received what if it in was, France. What if it was France. the bird, and we we learned that pigeons actually live hundreds of years and not just like a couple? That would be terrifying, because pigeons are disgusting. They're disgusting. And when they roost, you know how they like pick a place to roost, and then they'll fucking never leave, and you blast them with the hose, and you like there's nothing you can do to get them to go away from that fucking place that they roost, and you and you walk by, and it's just they hang out, and there's their smelly shit everywhere, and they don't even get out of your way. They're such fucking assholes. Fuck pigeons. Oh, they're every. I mean, they are. Yes. This this is that's what I see on a daily Disgusting. basis. I, there are pigeons everywhere here. Disgusting. Um, we, we got seagulls, by the way, which is which are aren't as numerous as pigeons, but they're three times the fucking size, and they're brazen. And they, they're loud too. They're loud, and they're always injured, like, like they're always limping or missing an eye, or their wings <laughs> fucked up or something. And, but they're around, and they'll steal your fucking sandwich right out of your hand. Like you cannot. Yeah, that's fuck true. Around. They're bold. Yeah, they're bold. You got to gotta fling a shoe at them or something. Mm, Catholic Church gotta be very jealous. Uh, they, they Boy Scouts going through bankruptcy right now, yeah. and at least 92,000 have filed sex abuse claims against the Boy Scouts. Well, but also we can't allow a gay scout leader because gay men are dangerous. They're, they're dangerous. We can't allow gay scout leaders. That's They'll poison the minds of our children. I don't know what's going on. You know how you get these targeted ads? Yeah, I remember one time I was having a conversation with somebody and this is before the um, the impossible burger came out. 
you know the the yes, yeah, yeah, fake great. meat. This was before it was available on the on the open market. It wasn't. There was buzz it, about it. Yeah, it wasn't open to consumers. I was having a conversation with somebody, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he was dating this girl, and she worked for Impossible Burger." And I'm like, "What the fuck's Impossible Burger?" And he's like, "I don't know. It's like this fake meat thing that they're engineering to make a burger." The next day. I had an ad in my Instagram f- for Impossible Burgers, and I had never I had never Googled Impossible Burgers, and I, I don't need to. I don't want to go down this Big Brother road where fucking Google and. But te- it's there. Tech, I mean, conversations. Yes, conversations definitely. They do, turn into and they bad. they tell you they go. Oh no, they just try. They just know your behavior. Well, I would. Ne- I've still have yet to taste an Impossible Burger. I would never eat one. They're, they're, you know, read the you fucking know, ingredients. They're disgusting. You know, me talking to you right now about Impossible Burgers, you know what pop-up ad's going to show up on my thing. Impossible Burger, yeah. But every day, at least once a day, I open my Instagram and I get a fucking ad. They're like, be a plaintiff in the Boy Scout rape <laughs> thing. And I was like, I was never a Boy Scout. And I was like, should I just sign up for this? Like, they really want me to. They're like begging me to be a Boy Scout plaintiff. And I'm like, I didn't, I wasn't in that. I don't know. Just pile on. Yeah. Help them pile on. Maybe you'll get like a, a class action like, settlement what of like $14. Th- yeah. What do they think about me? Do they think I got diddled? Um, I mean, if you were a Boy Scout, chances are did. you were. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah. I did it for one year, I think. Because my dad did it as, when yeah, he was a kid, yes. and he's like, oh, you should do it. And uh, I wasn't digging it. Like, knots? We're doing knots. Yeah, fuck knots. Although I wish I could tie some knots right now. Yeah, but I also, I, I lived uh, on a river, so I learned to sail, so I knew knots from that. Oh, nice. That's pretty nice. You you went out there in your little sabbat and sailed in, uh, around? Sunfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. With the, with the little rudder? Like the little yeah, one man? Yeah. And also, like, yeah, turnabout. That was like a little bathtub, essentially, with two people in it. I, I, um, I might have said something on the show. I recently was uh, played in a golf tournament in on the island of Catalina, which is, as the crow flies, it's like 26. The Blues family. Right. It was, yeah, it's like 26 miles off the coast of. Wine mixer? Right. The Catalina wine mixer. And I, w- I played with my dad. My dad lives in Arizona and he's like, I'm coming. Out, I'm coming out there. We're going to play this um, yacht club golf tournament. And he's like, and we're going over on so-and-so sailboat. And I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm like, there's a ferry that goes. I go, how long does it take to get there in a sailboat? And he's like, <laughs> all day. And I'm like, it no. sounds awful. It's I did it once when I was a little kid and I'm like, I will never do that. I won't go over on anything that's not a giant boat. And I'm like, there's a ferry that goes over there. And he's like, I know, but I can't wait to get on that sailboat and sail across. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. New. And so I met I took the ferry that goes over there. It took me like an hour to get there and it took them the whole day and he's like there was no there was no wind at all we had to motor the whole day i'm like oh sounds really really fucking fun yeah awful Um, fuck sailing is my point yeah i i sailed a couple summers i had some friends and there was like they would you know you they had like lessons and so you would just go out with your friends and i learned to sail a couple summers and uh, now I get seasick. I can't oh, even be on bus. Me too. Like I didn't used to. I mean, I guess it's the same thing yep. as like roller coasters, yep. that kind of stuff. But I can't be on boats. Like sailboats, fuck that. Oh, yeah. Out. 
Last, Hard pass. Last time I was in Bali, we take like a fast boat over to this island off the coast, and it's you're only on the boat, you know, for maybe like 25 minutes. It's not too bad, but you're inside. Like every, they make you go like in the interior of the boat. And last time on the way back, it was like it was like that um, scene from Stand by Me at the pie eating contest. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we were coming back, and there was huge. There was like four, fourteen foot swells, and there was a uh, lot of little kids, and everybody was just power puking. And I was standing in the very back so I could get some fresh air, which was really just like exhaust from the engines. And, yeah. so, and I, you know, I was feeling a little queasy, but I was okay. But every kid on the boat was power vomiting and their mom and I was standing right next to the trash can and they were like handing the trash can across so everybody could puke. They say, well, there's a lot of home remedies. They say it's a little puff of weed will help. If you're, if you know you're going to get on a boat for a while, just a couple, you know, you don't have to get yourself super high, but just get yourself a little head change from the weed and it'll, Oh, weed's legal in New Jersey. Now it'll, it'll settle you down. It'll even you out. Um, and what, while I was going through the, uh, the Rona headlines, I just remembered, I read Dolly Parton could be the one who gave us the cure. She's the best. Her, her $1 million, uh, contribution to, did she give it to Moderna or yep. something? I, yep. And like, they're the ones that seem to yep. have the thing. Yep. How about how about the fact that Pfizer one day is like, uh, it's 90% effective and uh, it's got to be stored at like negative 40 degrees. It's something like that. And, and people are like, well, it's going to be tough to roll this thing out. And then like two days later, Moderna is right. uh, like... Right. Yeah, it can just be in a fridge, and uh, it's ninety five percent effective. Also, the the Pfizer ones, the side effect I heard is like chronic splitting headaches. Oof. So, like worse than Rona symptoms for ninety nine percent of the people that get it. It's like, which which would you rather have? You know? Yeah. Um. So. Dolly Parton's also, Dolly Parton's always on the right side of everything. Like, watch that. There's they did a documentary on her. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's called Dolly. She is. Yeah. She's a terrific person. She's just the best person. She just has the best, most incredible outlook on the world. She's she grew up poorer than any kind of poor you can imagine. She was more poor than that, and has is just this happy go lucky, just star super generous, radiant. super generous. Yes, she, she. This is not like the only time she's done no, a big she does contribution. She 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 she's very rich, yes. and she allows herself to not be insanely yes. rich because she doesn't need to yes. be insanely rich she was she, so i mean this isn't i'm not breaking news here this is if you know anything about dolly parton's life she was a she was a protege of porter wagner and he yes. he had a very popular tv show in the 70s and great. it is a great drunk history <laughs> oh yeah features him. and he he was he was a, a megastar just he was super popular and he brought her on his show and she became known from being on his show and she was on his show for like seven years and then she's like i want to do more and so she tried to like he was clearly in love with her i mean he he looked pretty, yeah. he looked pretty gay to me but he was clearly in love with her she eventually like tried to part ways nicely and he wasn't having it. He made it very hard for her. He ended their relationship. It was awful. It was, it was affected her greatly. Then later in life, first, but then to just break it off, she writes, 
Oh, I will always love you. Yes. I will always love you to Porter Wagner. Yes. That song's about him. That's like, that's the way she told him is via that song. Yeah. And then he's, he was, he was very not nice to her after it happened. And then later in life, Porter Wagner, things weren't going as well for him. So Dolly Parton, but he had, he didn't control, he didn't keep his publishing. Frank Zappa will tell you, always keep your publishing. He didn't keep his publishing. So Dolly Parton, despite all he did to her after in their breakup, she bought his catalog back and gave it to him. Said, here, you can have this. These are your songs. You deserve to have them. You're welcome. She's a saint. That's all. Terrific. Yeah. She's a great person. Okay. What else? Uh, Mississippi Republican state rep Price Wallace. Uh, called Price, for his homes. Price Waterhouse Coopers. The, <laughs> is he tabulating the Oscars? Moonlight. Southern names. You get some weird ones. Right. Price Wallace. Um, after uh, after Joe Biden won, he uh, he called for his home state of Mississippi to succeed. Well, I mean, he's wishing su- success on his state. Right there, there they hey. They've been sucking at the teat of the giving states like New Jersey and California for long enough. They're they're a taker. We're givers. We give here. They take. So they okay. it's about time they succeed. Yeah. If they can succeed out of I mean, so we're down to 49 states. Right. right. We we lose uh, a big taker. Yes. We lose the 50th in education. I was going to say state. 50th in education. Consistently at the bottom. Yeah. Colonel Reb, we lose Colonel Reb. Lose <laughs> Colonel Reb. We lose Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I'm not seeing a lot of downside to this guy succeeding. No, I'm I'm cool with it too. Uh, Illinois Republican lost his race for a House seat. I gotta like this move. Very Costanza esque. He just showed up for the orientation anyway. I love that. That's a Costanza move. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> just keep showing up. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm here for the orientation. You know, we're going to get going. I'm, this, this is like I'm ready. The, this is like the chick last week that got convicted of a crime and then like uh, yeah. and then like pardoned herself. Of DA. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All charges are dropped. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, Milwaukee Fox News anchor suspended for wishing Mitch McConnell died instead of Alex Trebek. Hey, somebody had to say it. He's not the only one. Yeah. It's what we were thinking. Right. It's it's probably works for one of those Sinclair stations. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, it's Fox News. Yeah. Same it's difference. a smart move. Yeah. Um, Somebody should – Dan Levitard should hire him. Right. Why not? Um, this is a tough story to read. Yeah. Hellman's mayonnaise surprised a couple named Helms and Mayo on their wedding day with a gift of mayonnaise. Wow, how much, how much mayonnaise do you need? <laughs> That's the thing. I'm not. I'm not opposed to mayonnaise in, in its entirety. Yeah. But, but what, I mean, what? What do you? You you got to be making a lot of potato salad. I, yeah, I use it on my tuna salad. You know, that's about it. I don't make a lot of sandwiches at home, but if I did, like, you know, Thanksgiving yeah, leftovers, I'd put a little right. mayo on there. I, yeah. I was just gonna say next week I'm gonna use some mayonnaise. Yeah. On a on a turkey sandwich. Now let's talk about this. Well, we we've got we've got big Thanksgiving talk to go, so okay, we shouldn't get yeah. too into it. Let's but let's let's talk about this. Hellman's on the East Coast 
best foods on the West Coast. Same fucking mayo. Same company. They're doing a, They're doing an Arby's. Uh, Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. No, not Arby's. Um, Hardee's. Hardee's. Hardee's Carl's Jr. Same fucking thing. Best, That's a weird one. Best foods. Hellman's. Now, let's talk about this, Ed. What's that shit that's like mayo, but it's got sugar in it and it's real processed? What the, what the fuck is that? No, I think my grandmother used to have that and, and it like really fucks up your sandwich. Yeah, it's uh, there's a um, it's so sweet. There's a there's a West Coast sandwich chain called Togo's, which I believe is a play on the on the um, takeout nature of the sandwich. To, to go to go togos mm-hmm. I, you don't see a lot of them anymore they were they were real big like when i was Are in you high about school to tell me they're a miracle web based sandwich chain that's exactly what i'm about to tell you if you get mayo at, i should hope there's many of them left if you get mayo at togos they'll put fucking whip on that shit you're gonna you're gonna be eating it going Right. Something tastes a little weird about this sandwich yeah motherfucker because you got the you got the <laughs> sugar <laughs> mayonnaise on it sugar sugar in it Ugh. who put sugar you know in what? my sandwich I, I haven't had miracle whip since i'm guessing in the ballpark of 1985 and i can still taste it yeah, totally absolutely yes i know it's crazy no one but no one buys miracle whip like it's impossible maybe i wonder if it exists maybe it does because i've seen it in the grocery store and other places uh it's it, it exclusively exists in the midwest right it's not. It's not on the edges. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I. I would say the people who use it probably aren't too pleased with the uh, presidential election. No, anybody, anybody out there that's into Miracle Whip, send me an email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle dot com. I need to know. We need to make a list. We need to put <laughs> you on a list. We gotta watch out for you. Yeah. Um, and the one thing about this Helms and Mayo wedding yeah. is, I was originally thinking that somebody got were somebody like at at the uh hellman's company saw the marriage announcement set it up and it was the couple had a mayonnaise themed wedding shut the fuck up i mean i saw like a cake uh, like a wedding cake that was made to look like a mayonnaise jar or something yes they had jackets made what i mean they had had a mayonnaise themed wedding what i mean (laughs) mayonnaise itself very divisive. You know, there's a little Korean deli right near my office. And when I'm hungover or a little tired, as I like to say, I call in, I call in a breakfast sandwich over there and you, here, here's my order. And I got to tell them every time because the lady's Korean and she doesn't. Mayonnaise isn't part of your breakfast order. No, hold on. I go, give me a, a breakfast sandwich, sourdough toast, egg, over easy. Ask me, Ed, in about 50 love, times. Love over easy. Of course you love over easy. Ask me in the 50 times I've ordered the sandwich how many times it's actually come over easy. I'd, <laughs> many? I'd say about one time. Uh, I had over just, easy oh, on delicious. Sunday. Oh, just, just, the goo comes out. The goo, it's, so, it's so good. But it, I, they just do a fried egg. They don't know what over easy is over there. I go, I go, and then I go bacon and cheese. And then I go, and then right before I hang up and I go, I have to say, hold the mayonnaise. Oh, because they'll just, that's the default. It comes with it on there. Breakfast it comes with sandwich? It. Yeah. And the first couple of times Whoa. I ate it, I'm like, what's up with the sandwich? And I'm not, I'm not one of these anti-mayo zealots, 
but I don't want saying, it on my egg sandwich. There's a place for it. Yes. I, I will use I'll use mayonnaise next week. I will not use it on any breakfast. No, it doesn't go on breakfast. Okay, what's next? <laughs> Wait, so click on the link. Yeah. You, you got to see the picture of the mayonnaise couple. I get mayonnaise couple. Imagine like that being your identity, like mayonnaise. Yes, I'm a mayonnaise. I, I get it. It's like, oh my god, can you believe Helms and Mayo? And then that's uh, it. They're old. Wait, is that the dad? I think it's an old couple. Oh my god. That, the, oh, they did one of those things, Ed. That when thing, feeding each other? that disgusting. thing in front of them is the cake. They did one that's of those. What I said. They did a, like a, a specialty mayonnaise cake. They did one of those things where they made a cake look like a thing. Yeah, everything is cake. It's mayonnaise jar. I hate jar. that. Ugh. I hate that so much. It makes me so sad. But it does make sense why they're an old couple because if they this is what they're into. Yeah. I got to think they were they were probably both of them scanning. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Like singles markets for the matching name. Yeah, no, they were in one of those like Yahoo um, mayonnaise lovers groups. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we got to I don't even care that we're not into each other. We've got the name to match. Yeah, we both love mayonnaise and it's like I can't get married to somebody that's not also not into mayonnaise. This is one of those websites that won't let you steal the picture cuz I'm trying to steal this picture to use it on our uh, Oh, them feeding each other? Yeah, to use it on our story. You got to use it. I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll screenshot it. Uh okay, what else, Ed? Uh so this is a long one, but it's the the, the twists and turns are really good. Okay. Dean Browning, a uh, white former Republican commissioner of Lehigh County, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. he um, he got posing, got caught posing as a black guy who supports the president. Oh, I saw that. That was amazing. That yeah, was, it was amazing. really good. So, so, like, he's he's tweeting out. Um, he tweeted out something on his account that said, like, his regular account, Dean Browning, yeah, that said. I'm a black gay guy, and I can personally say Obama did nothing for me, and then blah, 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 blah. That's great. And everyone's like, what? That that just came from your account. Yeah. And then they re- they did some digging and realized this guy's other account is at DanPurdy322, a pro-Trump um, account that is described as black and gay. Well, come on. Come on. Like, so then he yeah. – to cover his tracks, yeah, yeah. he said, oh, you know, that was – I didn't – give it any context that was just a message that one of my constituents wow. sent yes, to me yes named dan purdy and then yeah on the dan purdy so this is when everybody's like all right we know we know you're full of shit yes. you know like you know the time where like uh clark gets caught in the swimming pool with christy brinkley and then he gives this long-winded yes, explanation yeah. how she was a swim-up waitress and at the end rusty's like yeah, I got it. But do you think mom will buy it? That's kind of <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, yeah. that's like where we're at right now. Like we're spo- but, like we're supposed to believe there's two black gay Republicans. No, no, no. The, well, no. Yeah, Dean yeah. Browning's a white guy. Right. So that's what I mean. That's the, the one he's impersonating, and then one that actually exists. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. So then, uh, then on the Dan Purdy fake account, he posted a video of a black guy saying, "My name is Dan Purdy." And I am indeed a gay black man. And I <laughs> and everybody's like, who is that? So, of course, Internet sleuths, they're good at digging. Didn't take yes. much time. It's, and they're like, that's not really a black guy named Dean Purdy, Dan Purdy. 
That's really Patty LaBelle's nephew. <laughs> oh, the picture? Yes. Well, they no. They the can... guy speaking in the video is Patty LaBelle's oh. nephew, and he's got a different name. Oh, that's and so then good. they had to, and then they had to confirm. Yes, Patty LaBelle's nephew also goes on. You know, to keep his identity, he goes by somebody else oh, on they Twitter. Just keep doing it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> when does this stop? It's just a great digging yeah, of yeah, holes. It never ends. I love it. And finally, Pope Francis urges his followers not to join the Boy Scouts. It's too dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous out there. Everybody keep your heads. Uh, he urges followers to pray that robots don't turn against us. Hey, you know, he's not wrong, but also like. Like, what kind of fucking just and loving God is going to allow Terminator fucking 2 to happen here? Ter- Terminator 1, really? Yeah. Like, right. it's, you know, AI is something to fucking be worried about. There there are some concerns, yeah. but, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you, you definitely want to make sure your house is clean before you worry about the outside. I agree. Yes. I agree. You know? Yes. Like you can't you can't talk shit about the neighbor's yard. Yes. When you've got priests fucking young boys in your yard. And how about just an idea? Like if you're so if Pope Francis and it's like he's the cool pope because he's like, hey, we maybe we shouldn't murder uh, people that use condoms. You know, it's like, oh, we got a new yeah, pope. No, the cool pope. The yeah. bar was pretty, pretty low. And then uh, but then it's like, hey, like if you're. How about instead of praying, you take like one of your trillions and uh, put it into research? Like what's like you have all of these trillions that you don't pay taxes on? Yeah. Tax free. Tax free. Gold plated everything. Trillions of dollars. You're fucking draped in shimmery fucking robes every day of your life. How about you take a trillion or so? And you put it into some something fucking positive rather than like praying to fucking no one in the sky. Yeah. Right. You know, like maybe just like do one of Jesus's teachings. It's, that's like um, that's like my favorite Twitter account. Jeff Bezos has decided not to end world hunger today. Um, <laughs> every day they tweet. Jeff Bezos has decided not to end world hunger today. And it's funny because he has that power. He's no. rich enough that he could end world hunger, and he doesn't. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, there's many things to say about billionaires because sure. it's insane that people side with billionaires when they are. It's not even close. They're way closer to being broke than the billionaire. Of course, but people still think that there's like some savior and a billionaire. With a B, yeah, is a moral failing. Of course, it is. It's there's there's, there's, there's not there's nobody who needs one billion dollars. You, you know when you when you step over that person on the street that you're walking by every single day in every city in this country, that's a public health emergency. That's that's actually a, all of our failure as a society. We shouldn't have human beings sleeping on the fucking ground in our world. We shouldn't. 
We, we should all get together and agree that's a bad idea. And there's, there's, and it's not an expensive problem to fix. And there's people that could write a check and end homelessness today and choose not to. And oh, and we live in a fucking moral and just society. What? This well, is no, a comedy those, show. Those 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 people just got richer this year. Much richer. They got. You know, they, they they say the cost to completely eradicate homelessness, according to studies, is about twenty billion dollars. Jeff Bezos has made like eighty billion dollars, or added eighty billion dollars to his net worth just during the pandemic. He could end homelessness four times. In what he's made in the last six months, go fuck yourself if you think Horrible, that is dude. fucking moral and just. Look at yourself, look inward, and think, oh yeah, no, that we live in a just world, we live in a perfect world. Okay, I just lost. Well, half let's our just audience. bring it back to a comedy show. I just yeah. want to remind everybody that uh, Harvey Weinstein is on the he 18th might die. green, right? He might die. Also, hey, I don't want to be a dick. Chuck Grassley got the bid too. That's all I'm saying. Oh, he's pretty fucking old. Ooh. I mean, there's there's more people that I could wish it on. Okay, let's wrap it up for Ed Daily. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 347 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We'll see you next week. Talking loud comments, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is so flawless TBLS, the lifestyle's baller Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is for all us TV.